Ready? All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Old School, New School, a podcast on the adventures here at Esteem Academy and a discussion forum on, you know, kind of just all things education and learning and the adventures here at Esteem Academy. (laughs) On my list today, I have maggots, uh, growth, uh, budding enterprises, Mm -hmm. and um, a rock in the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just some highlights. So, uh, Guide Nikki. You want to jump in and <laughs> well um, kick us off? Like it's been crazy. A couple of weeks it has. It really is um, just a testimony to the hero's journey that we've <laughs> gone through the road of trials and back around to this new normal. And we we think that we've learned a lot of, and we have we've learned a lot of lessons and and procedures and systems. Uh, and it just shows you that life just sometimes throws the curveball. Right, when you think you're ready to go, we kicked off Tuesday morning with our typical town hall meeting to get right. over some guide or tribe business. And uh, our kids are they're so cute. They're like, look, look at the worm. There's a worm. Oh, yay, everybody look at the worm. And I've seen worms like that before. So it was like, freeze, everybody up outside. <laughs> and we found... We we found we found it right we found right. The, um... I just want to stop you right there and just and and just say, I'm amused by the fact that our um our new normal <laughs> that we found our way back into, uh yeah includes those worms right. that um were brought into the tribe in all fairness by another tribe mate so mm-hmm. and in a way they were kind of invited here by the tribe yeah yeah they certainly were. Um, and gave us an opportunity to discuss appropriate use of or, or disposal of food and right. what to do with your stuff. So there is growth in there too. Um, and so it just changed the course of the day. But we need to be flexible. Um, the kids were flexible. They were they were curious. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not as phased, I think, as much as we were. Oh, you mean you and Guy Trina, who were literally every time you had to clean up because of course we get to clean up the the, the maggots but. if you have ever had the beautiful experience of dealing with these critters which I've learned about by the way they're not harmful unless no. they're they eat things organic matter that could be harmful right but we know the diet of these maggots and it was food it was consumable so they essentially don't pose a health risk um, although we did sanitize but the course of a maggot, they travel very far. So it was the entire downstairs that that got a good deep clean. Oh yeah, I think that was the most amazing part was to realize just how quickly and how far they had traveled yeah. within that studio. Um, and it was really, really amusing to see actually how many of the students were like, ooh, look, like a maggot? Like it was like a science project. Right. And we're like, we're trying to clean it up. They found a residual <laughs> one today and they're like, well, we have to stop and watch it. It's a, it's right, a science. Oh, that's yeah, just you know, that's is. learning in every opportunity and love of learning <laughs> that is inspired. When, yeah. Um, yeah, the students run the environment. Completely. When it was adult opportunity too, we were discussing, and I'll just say that there was another adult who we were talking about this process with, and they hadn't even realized that flies came from maggots. So it was news to an adult who it clicked of, oh, that's because he was wondering how. 
how did we get maggots? Right, right. It's like, well, the fly came in and, and laid the eggs and they were born and it was like a light bulb went off. So it was a learning opportunity for all ages. We learn every day, mm -hmm. everywhere, every way. <laughs> um, and yes, so so maggots, that's our that's our maggot story. It was fascinating. Um, maggots and lice, like kryptonite, really. <laughs> but we didn't have lice. No, but those, <laughs> those two things. Oh, they're your kryptonite. Those two things. Yeah, yeah. Although, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, again, that, that was just, that was one of the, I, well, I wouldn't even say it was the most recent. It seems like that just happened, I feel like, yesterday, and like 16 other things have happened between yesterday yeah. and getting here tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even thinking back to, because it's been, it's been two weeks since our last podcast, right? Because last week was Halloween. Yep. Um, so obviously we didn't record the podcast because everybody was jonesing out of here to go trick-or-treating. So I'll, it's it's been a adventurous two weeks as, as always. It has. And I'm hoping that it settles down a little to afford me the time to write down what's going on and give you a real inside look because you're just getting the highlights here. But there's a lot of things that could be shared about as far as growth and we can get it more into growth a little bit now. But I'd like to, and it's my, what a goal of mine is to share those insights with the family. So, um, hey, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. <laughs> so they can get a glimpse into what it's like to be inside the studio space. Um, in the beginning, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of things that we're talking about, learning, going over. Um, so we should, that should be available. Again, that was, like, it's, it's unless, fun. you know, unless something comes up, like, Maggots or oh, yeah, <laughs> when things start flying around now, I don't know. For the last twenty four hours, I've been more nervous. <laughs> I just keep Ooh. looking over my shoulder where it's going. Um, yeah, so speaking of like just uh, other things that have happened in the literally last twenty four hours, because it's never a dull moment inside the studio. Um, uh, one of my favorite things that happened today, and these are really some of my favorite moments, which are sometimes frustrating and sometimes like, oh, what do we do? You know, this and the other, and we have to just ultimately stop and take it back to the students. And it started with Guy Nicky walking into the studio and was like, can I just get some advice on something? Like, and it had to deal with Phoenix books. And like, what was, you know, the the protocol for Phoenix books? And can they be traded? Can they be loaned? This and the other. So there's standards in place for all of these mm -hmm. systems. And this conversation or this question is, is asked because, um, and I, I posted it to our, our private Facebook tribe page, so if anybody's watching it, you saw it there earlier. We literally had two different um, tribe banks. I think one initiated it and the other then became inspired by seeing what was going on. Set up a store. <laughs> like yeah. they brought some stuff from home. A pop-up store, just yeah. like we do our Phoenix bookstore. Yeah, store. just they like our Phoenix bookstore. Mm -hmm. They popped up a store and they start selling stuff. Um, at lunch, I'm, I mean, they took the shoe rack and the shoe rack became a store mm -hmm. that they had loaded up with their things that they had brought from home and they were negotiating deals at lunch um, with Phoenix Bucks and we were just like, can they do that? Can, <laughs> can, and can you do that? We've defined Phoenix Bucks. Right? So I came in and, and I'd like to know what, what does it say exactly? Um, and so, but, but what was great was the process of watching the students like, because again, we're just here, we're, we're not the boss. This mm -hmm. is a student-led environment. Our job is to you know, keep those guardrails. So if you've already got a system in place and you're violating that system, then it is our duty and our obligation to, you know what I mean? Like if you haven't, or if nobody's reminded you to be like, hey, you know, maybe what's going on over here? Um, but we're like, 
Yeah, the pop-up Phoenix bookstore. Yes, yeah, seriously, Eddie. It was a pop-up Phoenix bookstore. That was not the Phoenix bookstore. Not the official. Um, no, it was a pawn shop or something. I don't know what it was. It's just like the truck pulled up <laughs> in the back open. It did. It was like a truck store. Oh, it's like, you know, knockoff goods. I don't know what it was. But um, so we're like, oh, uh, just out of curiosity, as much as anything, like, is this okay Like with you guys? And I just, what I found fascinating was watching um, two of our students kind of talk through it, you know, because on the one hand, uh, in all honesty, the student who had initiated it was in a negative deficit um, of Phoenix Bucks. He was negative Phoenix Bucks. And I don't know if it was this deliberate, if he even thought through, if he even drew the line. I hope he did, because if he did, I applaud his brilliance of thinking, how am I going to get, how am I going to get these Phoenix Bucks without doing the work? Because gosh knows these middle schoolers and upper school students, they will figure out a way to loophole a lot of times doing the work and they're brilliant at it. So it's like, was this a loophole to get out of doing the work and, 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 and sell those Phoenix books? And can he do that? And what does that say? And this, that, and the other. And so we bring it to our other two students who then start discussing it like, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, it's basically one of them was like, well, I mean, it's just basic economics, you know, like he's figured <laughs> <Brilliant. laughs> He's figured out yeah. what the tribe loves to do and how to manipulate that to his advantage. And I'm like, he did. He did. And well, can he do it? And so they consult the verbiage, you know what I mean, of of their systems. And it says clearly that the they must be earned, they cannot be loaned, and they cannot be borrowed. So you couldn't loan or borrow them and they must be earned. And so they um Hayashida, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they um ultimately concluded that if you went to work at your job um, and your job was selling things and you were earning your money and therefore he was hey Kristen I'm so glad you're tuning in um, they had decided that ultimately he was earning his money he was earning his money um, in a fair market uh, where he had uh, um, identified the need or hungry demanding appetite of his consumer market and from that he um, he opened up a pop-up store so he did he did. And then two of them popped up today. So our kids are budding little entrepreneurs who are selling their own personal things from home. <laughs> yeah. I know. To cover their Phoenix yeah. Bucks deficits. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Ashita, I see you say that you love that concept. Vidu is excited about that. Was he excited about the Phoenix Bookstore? Eddie says smart, right? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very smart. So I'd love to hear what Vidu was so excited about, other than the fact that literally everybody has money, and if you give them an opportunity to spend it, they all love to spend it here. So they will they spend those Phoenix books. love to spend their Phoenix and love to vote. It doesn't matter what they're voting for, hands up. Right? I want it. I, if yeah. we can only develop such a healthy appetite that sticks right? with them through the rest of their life, where mm -hmm. maybe not the spending money. If we could, responsible spending of money, love to vote. Yeah. Right? If the students walk out of here with the, <laughs> spend great. my money responsibly mm -hmm. and in smart ways, love to vote then maybe we've made a oh, difference an impact too, right you know, realizing hustle, yeah. you know i'm in a deficit and um doing what i can on one side what else can i do to you know get ahead a little bit i mean it's kind of close to life yeah yeah you know, no it absolutely is he, he again the student was in a negative deficit um a phoenix bucks due to whatever you know broken promises or not doing the work or owing a, you know being held accountable and having to pay mm -hmm. out and he was in negative his bank account was in the negative um and there was, I guess, one way to get out of that negative, and that was to do the work. He did the work. It just, he just did, he did the work in such a 
innovative, inspired way that none of, I mean, literally, he literally did the work. He created a company, uh, opened a business and sold his goods. Like he literally did the work to earn his money. That is pretty impressive. Let's see, Ashita says, yes, uh, and how much he is earning his bucks. Yeah, they love to earn bucks. They do. Vidu is, is they all earn their bucks. Um, and they love to earn them. They love to spend them. And now they're launching businesses to figure out how to make more of them. So. It's better than them going into business, holding each other accountable. That policing was yeah. undermining the, the purpose of the tribe is to come alongside other uh, travelers on the journey and to build them up and or to get help and to be help. And it was kind of undermining when they were looking for reasons to hold each other accountable. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that it shifted away from that and focusing more on growth. Right. You know, we have a common goal um, and how can we get there together? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been seeing a lot more of that too, them coming along and helping each other out. So agreed. I think, you know, we're our, we're in our second session, mm -hmm. third weekend. Is this our third weekend? This is third, yeah. So that would make us at about nine weeks, right? Since the school year started. So we're definitely, we're, we're coming into some stride. Um, you can see the tribe starting to come together. Um, we've, you know, said goodbye to a couple of tribe mates, um, you know, as their hero's journey took them in just another direction, right? It, it's not always going to be here. Um, and there was lessons to be taken from that. But as we're, we continue to move forward, we start to see them getting the systems mm -hmm. down and, and starting to feel, you know what I mean? That accountability yep. that's coming from that peer to peer environment. And that, that, that really is, I think the magic and the power that we've all seen here is that whole idea, the whole, you know, when you, when you simplify it, what is the idea to get the adults out of the way of thinking that we know it all, right. And, and we can anticipate the outcome and give them the power, um, to choose, right. And then you know, natural reward and natural consequences come into play. And so we're starting to see all of those things really fuse in the tribe to bond together, um, figure out how to use those systems that they brought in to, be more effective in helping each other grow as opposed to, oh, I'm going to get you, you know what I mean, or, or pay back and stuff. We had two tribe mates this week hold themselves accountable where they filled out the Phoenix buck request and um, put their name on it. I am requesting a buck from myself because I was distracting. And to have that introspective yeah. perception to look and see your behavior and, and how it compares to the expectation and then realize that they they weren't really up to par. That That is growth, too. Yeah. Just the ownership, the ability, like you said, to acknowledge mm -hmm. um, and accept responsibility. And and then and then to ask yourself for a book. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, that's Proved. big. Yeah. Pay yeah. yourself. Yeah. I, I owe myself this dollar. I'm, <laughs> right. going to, I'm going to do better. And she, it was for from myself. this tribe mate who hasn't ever been held accountable by anybody before and I asked her about it because it surprised me and she just looked at me she said yeah I went cuckoo 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 <laughs> and I'm like okay buck paid <laughs> uh, yeah uh, speaking of other moments of accountability and again I'll keep it in broader terms um to, to um protect our privacy of our students right and not throwing by the post I have to say we have another student in the um earlier studios that had some amazing growth I think on his adventure here in those in those nine weeks and that uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, like he, he was finding himself very challenged, um, um, just excited. He's, you know what I mean? The, the, he's a very excitable, you know what I mean? Uh, high energy, high spirited, high, -spirited, high intelligence, high intelligence mm -hmm. all these wonderful, um, wonderful combinations that can get you in a lot of trouble fast. Yeah. Um, 
and he was just he was struggling inside and and, and his tribe mates were holding him accountable right as they've all promised to do so and he had the um the ability to to come back i mean it took a little bit and went through a process but ultimately he came back and said hey i'm gonna pull myself back a little bit you know, I'm here five days a week and Mondays and Fridays are clubs. And those are very difficult days for me because they're these long chunks of time. And, um, I easily get distracted and off task and, um, my tribe mates hold me accountable five days a week. And so I feel like these days it's, it's harder for me to do so. Whereas during Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, core days, uh, there's a little bit more structure or we're, we've got, you know, more things going on in shorter segments, whatever. So I, I think I can perform, I can do better here in honoring my promises and I'm not doing really great honoring my promises here. Um, and ultimately, again, it was, you know, conversation with parents and, and guides and, but the decision was ultimately his to say, I'm going to just do three days. I'm going to do these three days that I know I can perform stronger in for a while. And then when I'm ready, I will choose to, to go back out. I mean, again, that's amazing insight. Yeah. Um, amazing restraint because the two days that he got out were club days there. You know what I mean? I would think those days are fun days, yeah. but. I guess every day is an adventure here when you have maggots in the building. <laughs> um, so that was just another, again, amazing growth. And, and we should say that the two tribe mates who were, you know, holding themselves accountable were also in that early studio. Our early studio has been making some amazing strides. I mean, it's just from a crazy, you know, kickoff of the first six weeks where we're just like, ah, to them coming up with solutions, um, implementing systems that speak to them and that work to them to holding their themselves accountable first mm -hmm. it's been would you agree and oh amazing goodness. the, the tribe that studios. you're speaking about today um in socratic discussion which is 20 minutes for our younger students mm -hmm. or they can move to an area just to the side and, and quietly look at books so they can absorb and listen but not distract and his choice was to participate in the discussion and he sat in a way where his hands were around his legs so they weren't you know, keeping it, they weren't distracting him. And he was not distracting anybody. Yeah. He was keeping to himself. But by the end, he was like this, like, is it time yet? Is it time to make it? <laughs> I'm so close, I'm so close. <laughs> yeah. And he did. He did. He made he did. it. Like, huge shout out. And what he has is what we look for in bringing in heroes. One who can recognize their mistakes, absolutely own it, look inside of how they can improve, and they have a genuine caring of becoming the best person that they can be. Mm -hmm. And he has it. And I was concerned that he might wash out in the system if he continued on the path that he was on right. because of the amount of times he was held accountable and just his excitedness, which would be a shame because he is clever. He right. is you know, intelligent. He does come up with problems or solutions to his problems. Um, so I'm really glad that he, or, or just really proud of him or, or happy for him to have such strides in his mm -hmm. growth because um, I enjoy his company and um, I'm glad he's here. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, it, it just kind of goes back to what is the essence and the core, you know, of uh, Esteem Academy and, and all acting academies and just kind of what do you do when you turn education upside down? What does that mean? What does that look like? You know, yeah, we understand this idea of a student-led environment. At least we understand it in theory. Um, but what does it look like in practical application? And that's kind of what this podcast was about, right? And, and just really wanting to give people a sneak peek, speaking to our tribe mates, speaking to those out there who 
who don't know or who are curious um, or who are or who who don't necessarily um, know where to go and what to do next. They just know that there's something that there needs to be something different or they want something different and more. And what does it look like? What does it look like when you say, no, we're not going to go in, you know, we're, we're breaking away from a very old and antiquated system that, that doesn't work to prepare our kids to go into the future. Well, what system prepares our kids to go into the future? Um, <laughs> we're answering that question very much by creating and living it all at the same time. But I think it just ultimately boils down to a simple answer, one that allows them to be resilient, independent, uh, accountable, Mm-hmm. adaptable. Um, actually, there's a great article I posted on the Esteem Academy uh, page today shared with me by one of our parents that's kind of talking about that, like what does the future look like? And if you anticipate these things, then what kind of environment, what type of learning environment, and what type of skills um, do do uh, our children, do we want to give our children to prepare them for that future? And that adaptability was really like at the, the essence of the highest thing. Instead of the three R's, it's the four C's. That's what we're looking for. Um, so that's, that's what we do is we create this environment. So a lot of times when you hear us talk about these adventures, you, you will be, I don't actually, I don't think you'll ever hear anything about, oh, so-and-so passed algebra one today, um, with an A more. It's like, <laughs> no, we had maggots and guess what we learned? And, um, they launched a business and they came up with these problem solving skills and these solutions and they, they held themselves accountable to a standard that they themselves set. Um, they failed and they owned it. They right? failed and they owned and it. They owned it. I mean, it's a, a safe environment here that allows them the opportunity to grow from the failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what life looks like. Are people that are going to get out there and then they're going to give it a shot and not give up if it doesn't go right the first time. Um, I heard I was on a child Resilience. show, but it was on a, it was made sense that someone said to this character, well, you have a working elevator, you know, you invented this elevator. And he's like, yeah, I have a working elevator and I have five that don't work catastrophically but I have one that does <laughs> and that's the kind of thing is that you don't get a give up you get back up uh, and you, you you persevere yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely um, so actually I know you said you had to be out of here by 630 tonight right I do. and we started a little bit yeah. late sorry about that we're still trying to figure out this whole where do we want to have our podcast right we like um, this spot. do we like yeah do you guys what do you think about this is background Eddie are you still watching like our former Podcast producer, if you're out there still watching, tell us what you think our new podcast producer is bringing to the table. Um, new background, new kind of style and feel of all of this. And and really my ultimate goal with the podcast, besides really sharing the insane adventures that happen inside, because it's one of those things where you, you have to see it to believe it, but you can't come in and see it. <laughs> so let us tell you the story. And the, we couldn't make it up if we tried. Mm-hmm. And I'm a filmmaker, so um, it, it's you know what I mean. Like it's it's where that's one of those things where they say like reality is stranger than fiction in mm-hmm. most cases. But they're great adventures, and we get to learn and we get to grow together. So I'd love to hear back from anybody who's out there and watching it. <clears throat> what kind of things that you want to hear about on the podcast? My goal is to excuse me, <clears throat> ultimately bring in uh, different interesting topics and conversations of what's going on out there in the world uh, and in this in this forum in the you know education forum because that's kind of where we're at. We're in this area and there's there's a lot of um upsets going on there's a lot of new things going on there's a lot of old things going on there's a lot of um things that i would like to discuss you know what i mean just to get a different uh, perspective because i think we all are asking the same questions and you know it takes a village 
uh, or in this case, it takes a tribe. Mm -hmm. And so we just really want to create that solid and strong tribe, you know, like, like, for example, like, you know, one of the topics I want to bring to the table and I'll, I'll throw this out there because I'd love to hear your opinion. And I was, I was reading something. I was I was following the elections yesterday. And anyways, and I'm following all the comments that come from the elections. That, that's the real fun. And, and you find interesting things. And something was said, it got on the topic of education and it got on the subject of fixing our education system. And then it got on the subject of vouchers, right, which vouchers are a big subject. And one response in particular caught my attention that um, there were anti the vouchers. Hey, Justin, we can see you in our background. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, uh, comments where they um, were against vouchers, that I should not be able to have a voucher and take that money and put it towards a private school because rich kids shouldn't get vouchers. That was it. Why should rich kids get vouchers? Because everybody who goes to a, a private school apparently is rich. And I thought, Wait, I'm rich. <laughs> Are you, Nikki? Right. Like, yeah. at, and that's just this huge misconception of no. But I wonder if that person has ever actually talked to somebody who one goes to private school, um, or more than one private school. Actually, have you talked to several people who go to different private schools? Do you know their story? Do you actually know um, their net worth? To make that bold assumption, or the sacrifices that are made, exactly. For, for you that know, to happen. what are what are they giving up to do it? I, I can tell you that that I would not say, you know, no, that that's not the case. You know, um, we've all made great sacrifices for our kids to be able to come here. Um, so that was just one of the comments I thought on. The other was like, oh, I wonder what you guys think about vouchers. So you know, bringing that kind of conversation to the table. These are the topics we want to talk about. Right. So, um, the. The rich kid and voucher thing—that that is remarkable. It's a big one right now, um, because it is a misconception. They realized what tuition runs, and compare that to the cost of daycare. Because um, it wouldn't be fair to say that anybody that puts their kid in daycare is rich. Right. Um, oh no, and, and it's necessary. And when you the, Absolutely. The, when you when you compare, um, it's not that much different. Cost effect, cost wise. Right, right. So, I mean, that's not fair to say at all. I don't think it's fair to say at all. I think there's also some other perspectives. Do you even understand how much it costs to educate? What's the price per child to educate right. a child inside the public education system? What, how much does that cost? It's more than our tuition. Um, you know what I mean? Like, look mm -hmm. up and, and and know that. And at the end of the day, the irony of it, that the the biggest irony of it is, is um, I shouldn't be able to use a voucher and take my kids to the school I believe they should go to, but I should still continue to pay my tax dollars and pay for your kid to go to the school that you believe they should go to. Um, so I think that's just a topic of conversation that's interesting, and there's a lot of different perspectives, and um, we want to create a place where if you have a question, if you if you have a thought on it, like bring it to the table. I, you may have a completely different perspective, and I'd love to hear it because maybe I'm missing something. Um, but most importantly, the thought was, I hear what you're saying, have you done any research to answer that question? Are you making really big assumptions about something you don't know a lot about? I, my opinion on vouchers just came from Betty DeVos when she was um, giving her campaign speech for her nomination. And uh, ironically, she mentions Acton Academy in her, her speech, mm -hmm. which I thought would be great. And then I thought mm, it just really isn't the right kind of representation where she was taking it because mm -hmm. she's an advocate for private school. Mm -hmm. So my problem with vouchers is that them being, um, am I allowed to give my opinion? This part? Or we're just trying to get to this Yeah, part? do you have an opinion? Yeah, no. I do. No, you cannot have an opinion, Nikki. 
Well, I didn't know if I shared, but I'm going to share it. Um, I was concerned with the reason that she's bringing it up is because she's also a, she's a private school uh, entrepreneur, business person. Mm-hmm. She owns private school. And so I was concerned of the conflict of interest. And the motivation behind it. Exactly. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, so that was kind of what beamed my radar um, in regards to that. So I have to do more, the same work. Um, but that was my initial thing was, is this something that is going to harm public schools as opposed to, and instead push her personal agenda? Right. Um, because... I'm concerned of how schools could function with less than they already get because that's another part of education and was on the ballot was the overcrowding um, at schools, how there's not enough funding, how teachers are being underpaid. Um, So if this is the case, how would vouchers impact those aspects as well? Right. Something to consider. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the moral of the story, right? There's always, there's two perspectives. I think the thing we've probably lost um, in today's climate more than anything is it's not about what I think the world should look like. It's not mm-hmm. about what you think the world should look like. It's a, it's a, ultimately a combination of both of those things and what we can ultimately live with together to create the world that we share. Right. And I think the only way we do that is to have just kind of some conversations and say, okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with you and this is why I don't agree with you. Um, okay, well, I do agree with you, and this is why I do agree with you, or I didn't think about that, and now I agree with you, or I didn't think about that, now I disagree with you. So, yeah, just bringing those, hopefully we can bring some of those exciting topics, and we'll have some people, we have more comments today than we've had in a while on our um, Facebook feed, so maybe we'll have more people come and play with us next week. And um, are you always going to have to leave at 6.30? No, I just have to go pick up uh, the girls from the movie theater. Oh, cool. Well, then, yeah, you need to go because it's 6.30 too. We, we keep saying we're going to go live at 540. <laughs> we will really try to hit that deadline um, so that we can have a good hour before we have to break. Um, mm-hmm. But for now, um, we didn't hit that deadline, and Nikki's got to go. So we're going to wrap up this podcast. Yeah, keep it short and sweet, too. By saying thanks for joining us. Um, look out for magnets, and don't be afraid of growth. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for the fly to come. Oh. There's a fly? There was on the computer. Oh, we're still recording the podcast live. <laughs> <laughs>